Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, how are you getting on? How are things? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, yeah. Yeah, they just turned up and gave me a piece of paper, another piece of paper to say that was an act of threat in my life. Like, I just don't know what to say anymore at this stage. I'm just kind of numb to it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just numb to it. Like, it's just kind of, it just brings on added stress because... Like, I'm trying to live my life every day and when they're turning up and giving me the GIM, they're just bringing nothing but anxiety on top of me. Like, it's just the little privileges that I have, I feel like every time they give me one of these forms and I don't have many of them privileges, I feel like they're taking them away from me. And it's sad, like, because every time I feel like I'm moving on, something comes up. And now, Kenny is just relentless, like, he's absolutely relentless. He just won't stop, like, he's the witness in his own words episode 10 the letters so I guess the first question really would be where is Brian Kenny right now so Kenny is in a place called Lock and House Prison He was moved there in March of 2020 after he had a third attempt at parole, which failed to get him full release, but it did get him into this low security prison. Like Lockenhouse is a place that sort of could be seen as the holiday camp of prisons. Um, You know, it is it is the lowest security that there, there is for prisoners. They're pretty much allowed come and go a bit. They can go into the local village and buy a coffee, spend a few bob in the shop. They get employment either within the prison or outside. Certain employers in the outside will take them in. And it's sort of a place, it's a step to getting out full time. So it's a place that um, they'll go just before they're released. Now, I have to say, to my knowledge, no other gangland murderer has made his way out of the prison system through Lock and House. So it would be unusual for someone with Kenny's record to to find themselves there? It's very unusual, but Kenny's time in prison has been unusual in itself. He, um, For somebody convicted of the most serious crime, 
that you can be convicted of murder. He has had quite a few privileges within the jail system. He has been allowed out, you know, certainly more than 10 and maybe upwards of 20 times to see his family on day releases. Realistically, you know, guys like him, organised criminals who have carried out an assassination wouldn't be seen as people eligible for those kind of days out. And yet he has got them. This would generally be seen as the final step before re-entering the world. Yeah. So a life sentence is supposed to be the rest of your life, okay? But nobody here in Ireland really would serve that. Some of them will serve up to 30, 40 years, but they're few and far between. So most of them will get out after 18, 20 plus years or whatever. And they're released on licence. And it means if they commit a crime for the rest of their lives, they're back in prison, theoretically. Um, So that is seen as a kind of a a trust mechanism between a reformed, supposedly, prisoner and the state. That, you know, they have this thing hanging over them that if they put a foot wrong, they're back in prison. Nicola mentioned reformed there. And, um, I mean, to your knowledge, Joey, Brian, can he, like, has he shown any sense that he is reformed? Has he shown any remorse? Has he, you know, even like admitted to, you know, what he's done? Brian Kenny has never admitted anything got to do with the murder. He um, has, has never admitted anything got to do with threats to kill me. He has never admitted anything got to do with um, sexually abusing me, physically assaulting me, mentally abusing me making me deliver drugs. He has denied every allegation put to him. He refused to, refused to answer any questions. He was questioned in, in 2015. At that point, Joey made uh, significant statements in regard to the sexual abuse and he was questioned in prison and he refused to answer. To whom am I concerned? I'm writing to voice the strongest possible objections to this application for parole by Brian Kenny. My name is Joseph O'Callaghan and I was the chief witness in Brian Kenny's murder trial. I was just 19 and I gave evidence against him and I did that after years of psychological, physical and sexual abuse by him. He was convicted of murdering Jonathan O'Reilly who was shot dead in 2004 and threatening to kill me a threat which remains very much active to this day and which has been hammered home to me in the past year by two official guard warnings that my life is in danger. I cannot include those GIMs, guard information message forms, as I am aware that Brian Kenny will be showing this correspondence from me. But you can check this information with my solicitor should you need any proof or sight of them. The last threat to my life warning I received from Garda from Garda was in February 2021. I understand this is a direct result of a possible release of Brian Kenny from prison. The previous GIM was served to me last April 2020 after a previous parole hearing which I wrote a letter pleading that he be kept in jail. While no GIM form names or details where the threat is coming from, I remain a protected person because 
of the writ to my life, posed by Brian Kenny. He has killed before and I am in no doubt that he will try to kill me as soon as he is set free. I was only a child when Brian Kenny offered me a job on his milk throat. I instantly looked up to him and saw him as a role model. But instead he won my trust and that of my family before forcing me to deliver and sell drugs for him. I was terrified of Brian Kenny and remained in constant fear of him. He beat me regularly and by the time I was a teenager he was sexually assaulting and raping me on a regular basis. He used and abused me, at the same time skewering me in robbery and wholesale drug dealing. When he and his co-accused murdered Jonathan Royal in 2004, they asked me to hide the gun, burn their clothing and threatened to kill me and my family if I ever bred a word of what they did. But I managed to escape and I went to the Gardaí. I told them what I knew and led them to the evidence and helped convict both of them. My actions have haunted me ever since and not a day goes by that I don't dread the moment that Brian Kenny is set free from prison. As the years have passed, I have received a huge amount of therapy in order to come to come to live with the level of fear I have of Brian Kenny. As a result, I have a solid understanding of how he groomed me and how he manipulated and dangerous he was and continues to be. In 2020, I released a book about my life called The Witness, which has become a number one bestseller. This is a huge achievement for me and has become part of my own healing process. In it, I describe in detail how Brian Kenny used rape and fear to terrorise me and how I've been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and other mental, mental illnesses as a direct result. My hope is that my story will help others and give an insight into how dangerous of a person Brian Kenny is. I live under a new identity and in constant fear of the day that he, he is released from prison and I know 100% that he will try to murder me and silence me. I beg you with all my heart not to set him free and to see what a threat he remains to my well-being and indeed my life and the safety of my family. Brian Kenny has never admitted what he's done or shown any remorse. He has done nothing but continue to terrorise me from behind bars and I pray that you do the right thing today and refuse his parole. Yours sincerely, Joseph O'Callaghan. We've seen documents which show that Kenny made his third application to the parole board uh, for release just before he was moved to Lockenhouse, House. And it was the parole board that made directions that he should be moved there. This year, he made his fourth application for parole. And the stress that causes, I mean, I can see the stress it causes because it's up to the victims to, to respond and they have to write these letters. The letters had to be given to, to Brian Kenny. So when Joey and Mary write to the parole board, when the O'Reilly family write, begging them to keep this person, this killer in prison, he gets those letters to read. And it just seems very, very deeply unfair. He can also only be released if he no longer poses a danger to anybody. And the fact of the matter is that in April of 2020, you received that Garda information message warning you to look after your personal security. And that followed the parole hearing where Kenny failed to secure his release and where a letter written by you was used as part of that decision. 
Now, no gym form details where a threat is coming from, but you do remain a protected person because of the risk to your life posed by Brian Kenny. In February of 2021, you were issued with a second GIM form, and that was at the same time that Kenny applied to the parole board for the fourth time for his release. So they are facts. So I guess on a day-to-day level, when you get something like one of those gym forms, like what, what does that actually mean for you? Straight away, my behaviour will change. My, my anxiety will change. Checking the doors, checking the windows, changing my routine, where I'm going. Everything heightens, everything heightens. And you have to understand, I'm not on the medication I was years ago. I'm not drugged up to the eyeballs the way Kenny had me. I'm not taking Valium, I'm not taking sleeping tablets. I, I haven't got them things that used to take all that away. Where it's all natural now. So all these feelings are real. And it's just a reminder of what's out there. It's a reminder of what Kenny is, Henshin is, and what they are to my life. It makes me just double-check everything. And obviously the, the police and the guards in Dublin and Ireland are aware of the threat is active and there is something, there is a danger to my life. And I just need to be more cautious and I'm basically just give me a little kick up the arse just just to to remind me that I need to watch what's going on. And I'm always watching. I can't afford to slip up. But it's good to know that I know what's going on. It's not nice getting GIMs, it's scary. It's not something you want. As I said, I've that many of them. It's quite irritating. And it does heighten anxiety, but it does make you reevaluate your security and what's going on. I'd rather have the GIM and know that the guards and the police and everyone is aware that Kenny is up to something or Henry is up to something and they're watching them than not know. So I went out to the post box the other morning and this letter, handwritten letter, was there addressed to me. Uh, So I opened it and it's dated the 13th of the 7th, 2021. It just says, hello, Nicola. I'd be grateful if you'd pass this letter on to Joseph O'Callaghan. I have listened to the first eight episodes of The Witness with great interest. Regards, Todd O'Loughlin. So... I'll read you what he has to say in it. So he says, Joseph O'Callaghan, the witness. Hello, Joey. You'll recall me, Toddy O'Loughlin, as the detective inspector in charge of the murder inquiry of Jonathan O'Reilly. You'll have detected from my old-fashioned letter that I have not embraced technology. Thanks to Nicola for passing this on to you. I've listened to the first eight episodes of The Witness with great interest. I'm very impressed with the mature manner in which you tell your story and I can confirm the facts are as you have stated in relation to our meetings in my recollection. When I first met you on that fateful night in Ballymun Garda station, you were a teenager who had just emerged from childhood. My first thoughts were how could this emaciated, nervous child know anything about the murder of Jonathan O'Reilly? However, Throughout that night until dawn, you told your story, 
despite incessant messages and threats coming in on your phone. I was really impressed by the detail you recalled and as I wrote, the truth of it was glaring. Your upset at the reality that Kenny and Hinchin had murdered somebody was very evident and I noted the support given to you by your mother Mary. You looked very young, actually still a child, but your courage and determination to break free from the organised crime group, knowing how deadly they were, impressed me greatly. If you had not found the fortitude to come forward when you did, it is doubtful that our investigation would have succeeded or indeed that we would have established the link between organised crime groups in Clondalk and Ronanstown and the Finglas Blanchardstown group. They were an extremely lethal group when you were coerced into it as a child. As you already know, there were 20 to 25 main players in those two groupings at that time. And over the following six to seven years, 13 of them were murdered in internal feuding. I make this point in recognition of the imminent danger you were in at that time. I believe that Kenny and Hinchin actually owe their lives to the fact that they have been incarcerated all this time. It's not my place to thank you on behalf of the state or the administration of justice in this country, but I do thank you on behalf of the investigation team involved. He has brackets there, all retired. From your podcast, I understand you're no longer part of the Witness Protection Programme. I don't know any of your current circumstances. And you state that you are keeping a low profile. This is as it should be because I hold the view that your life is still in danger. I do hope you're getting all the supports that you need. Listening to your podcast, it strikes me that you're now doing a great service for the state in deflecting children and young people from becoming involved or being induced in like you were at 12 years of age. No doubt this has motivated your podcast. Now looking on from the sidelines as I retired shortly after the Kenny Hinchin trial, I see that many organised crime figures are increasingly using kids to do their dirty work while they remain hands-off and accumulate the proceeds. Your message is powerful for these kids. It educates them as to what awaits their induction into crime syndicates. I hope your message is recognised as such. I also hope that the powers that be recognise what you're trying to do here and using the momentum of your podcast in preventing children being abused in the same manner you were. I also hope that they recognise that your efforts in this regard comes with consequential danger to your life. I recognise it and I pray for you. Kind regards, stay safe, Todd O'Loughlin. P.S. Forgive the scrawled writing. Old age is a bitch. I think it's uh, the first time uh, anybody has recognised what I've done. I've done it for the right reason, really. But um, I'm just grateful for the letter. 
think uh, me and Mark coming from Toddy because uh, he was there and they done so much for me to help me. I think they tried their best. But um, I think, as he says, if the podcast can help a few people, even one child, I think my job is done. The Witness, in his own words, is produced and edited by Ian Malini. The executive producers are Jane Gogan and Nicola Talent. The episodes were mixed by Brendan Jenkinson, and the music is by Neve Corcoran. If you wish to contact the producers of this podcast, you can do so by emailing info at thewitnesspodcast.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.